Hey everybody, welcome to Rain City Supercars episode 16. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And we're here with general manager of Drivers Club, Amanda Friedman, as our guest today. Don't scowl at us. We're I'm sitting smiling. here, we're watching we're watching videos of your mother threatening to feed your child chocolate. So yeah. I, I'm I'm happy. You're happy to be here. Well you're well good. Well we really appreciate you being here and we'll get back to you in a minute. So stop trying to hog the mic, would you please? We have to do our <laughs> Carry intro. Carry on. Thanks. <laughs> Dan, we had a great weekend this weekend. The sun finally came out. The sun did come out. Annie was right. Annie? Which, by the way... Oh, the sun will come out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome I, to... I'm a little slow. I've been drinking all day. <laughs> it's Monday. Thank God you work for Apple, <laughs> which is a good thing, you know, so... Oh, man, I'm glad we got that on recording. Yep. I'm going to shove that in Vic's face. Yep. That explains oh. all of iTunes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so right, on Friday, we had a little get-together for Rain City Supercars, previous guests and friends, and we all went out to one of our favorite places, Hollywood Tavern in Woodenville. We've talked about it in our podcast before. Great place to go if you're a car guy. And Yeah, wonderful parking, valet. Uh, got the wonderful outdoor fire pit. Um, they have actually a wonderful uh, little outdoor seating area, which we used, which, which was for everybody, which kind of crammed everybody in there, but it kept it warm and nice. Yeah. And as Nick would say, it was wonderful. It, oh, wow. Oh, you noticed it too? That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so after we had a good time on Friday with everybody, we uh, went out to a little show that APC put on. They call it the Midnight Club Gathering. ton of good people there, the guys from Zadart. Let's see, man, ton of cars. We came at the very tail end of it, which was kind of nice because we got to do some quality time with Seth and Scotty and just kind of catch up with everybody from APC. I don't think there's enough GTRs in this town. <laughs> that first, <laughs> we yeah. got there and there was probably 12. Like, I mean conservatively yeah with true. outside and inside I mean, and i sold mine beautifully well-built cars and and most of them are maintained by apc so they're absolutely gorgeous on the inside and outside but yeah yeah there's one of our one of the people i want to get on the show is chris dunbar he was one of the the early guys who did the he had a rocket money gtr back when it was cool and not played out and his is one of my favorite builds. And Don't he's, hold back, Dan. Tell him what I'm yeah. done with overfenders. But yeah, he great guy to talk to. He knows the ins and outs of SEMA and building a car the right way. Always a great guy to run into. Which car did he have? Oh, uh, you know it. It was. I think it's. I think it's the same car that it's green now. It was blue when he had it, and now he has another blue GTR after having. That's a not the green one that, that Zadar owns now, right? With the I believe so, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah, I, nice and he can correct me on that. I could be wrong. They look the same to me. But he had a 911 Turbo, then he went back to a GTR. So, good times. And then that next morning, we did an Avance event at Authentic Motocars in Redmond. Yeah, that's uh, run by a good friend of ours, Shannon Lowe, who uh, many of you know from Park Place for many years and has worked in the car industry around here and now runs this, what I will call it as a private car collection that is for sale. Yeah, that's a perfect description of it. I mean, they do more than that. They do service on just about everything, especially Italian exotics and classics. But I mean, British, too. British, British, yeah, that's right. As yeah, well. you're gonna have them do some work on the Triumph. I'm hoping to. They're they're a really good uh, uh, place to do it. Woman, if you play footsie with me one more time, I swear to God. And by footsie, she he means kicking him. Yeah, she's kicking me. Well, she's not tall enough for her feet to reach the floor, so that's what's happening. So oh. short people problems. With, so we had a fun weekend with Avance. Uh, as usual, Avance has got the events that are always going all year long. Uh, again, they're not one of our sponsors, so we're not getting paid to say that. We just always appreciate having a good thing to do virtually every week, thanks to Adam. They've made the automotive world here in the dark, dank Seattle and rain fun because, like I used to say, we always used to go into hibernation after exotics, and we'd sort of come out of our cocoons in March, but Avance has... Uh, bridged the gap and made it a lot of fun. Yeah, so thanks again to Adam for that. Great event. Everybody, I brought some new people with me that day and it was a lot of fun for everybody. Uh, then we finally got around to taking off, uh, as I called <laughs> the, my oh S4, my the Princess Sparkle Badge. <laughs> so those of you who don't know, Dan recently bought an S4 and the previous owner decided to Swarovski Crystal, well, fake Swarovski Crystal, all the badges. And I mean... Like, had it had he bought this car during the time when it was sunny, he would have been blinding people on the road. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so, terrible. So bad. Called Bedazzle. It's bed- oh, I'm yes, sorry, Bedazzle. Yes, we bedazzled. The, the badges were bedazzled, and it is as awful as it sounds. Is that an official quote from Drivers Club, that they will bedazzle <laughs> anything? Sure. Sure, right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the owners Don't want. Don't make fake promises. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dan said, he goes, I got to need to get a new grill for this. And I went, Okay. So I ordered up this RS4 grill to put on the thing, which looks dramatically better. But in order to swap the grill, it requires taking off the entire front end of the car, which normally would be easy. But the previous owner, who I will call Miss Idiot, decided to run into every curb she could. That's and right, gr- ladies and gentlemen. Miss Idiot. Miss Idiot. Because if there's a guy that bedazzled his car, we need to talk. <laughs> 
There's no excuse for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care where you fit into this but world. They had hit so many curbs underneath the bottom of this car that they had ground down the screws holding the bumper on, and I had to Dremel them into like you know a, a flathead so I could unscrew them. So by the time I got done replacing the like just getting the grill off and all that, I spent about sixty-five bucks a day just ordering bottom panels and screws and bolts for this thing. And I'm going to repaint the bumper and all that anyway. So it's not bad. Like that, that's the worst of it. A lot of people have ground their bumpers into curbs, but this was particularly bad. Yeah. Once we got it off the front of the car, it was, it wasn't that well, well yeah, it was still kind of a pain, still kind of a pain, but lots of plastic clips. I mean, it's not made easy, which I get, you know, but you don't want it falling off the car, but still, it's definitely made to be a permanent thing. So, but it looks so much better. I'm so glad we did it. Thank God Nick was there to help me. Cause I was, not happy until he arrived. Yeah. If you ever need an assistant, call Nick Bergeron. <laughs> I can hand somebody a wrench like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, uh, let's talk to Amanda, who is with Drivers Club. Amanda, Hello. welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Stop kicking me. <laughs> Can't help it. She's picking on Nick still. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. He's an easy target. <laughs> yeah, well, she's a tenth of my weight and as tall as one of my legs, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Compensating. Thank you for so so much for coming. We really appreciate it. Um. Why don't we start off by giving our listeners a little bit of a, a basic breakdown of what Drivers Club is and what you're going to offer. Um, obviously, a lot of people know that you're building this wonderful facility in Redmond. If they've driven anywhere near the new Costco, they'd be able to see your building. Uh, but give us a little breakdown. So Drivers Club is an automotive club that offers car storage and concierge. And um, we have two clubs that are opening in the near future. Um, one is in Redmond and the other is in Scottsdale. And are they, are they pretty much identical or? I mean, they're very similar in what we're offering our members, but independently operating. Okay. And will the members be able to transport their cars back and forth or keep them down there in the, in the winter and things like that and up here in the summer? That was the idea. Okay. Um, I think, you know, you were just talking about the weather and if you have the option, it's a good excuse to just be able to send your car to Scottsdale and have the same experience. So. I don't even like Scottsdale that much, but I sometimes want to send myself there. So, oh, man. I mean, I, I it love doesn't Scottsdale suck there this time of year, not, let not me tell this you. this time of year. Like I said, then again, you and I have had multiple conversations where the fact that I spent some time in the desert regions when I was younger. And, you know, I just I don't under, I don't like it when I wake up and there's a foot of snow and by noon it's 80 degrees. It doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> Well, this time of year, it's great. And I think um, then you would send it back to Seattle when it's... Actually, a little bit of a backstory. If you remember a couple of podcasts back, we talked about our, you know, the wankers go to Arizona. We act, That's where we actually ran into and met Amanda. And yeah. it's kind of a small world because of how we met Amanda. And Dan has a better key on that as far as the fact. Yeah. That. So I had posted a photo on my Instagram and a friend of mine, Jocelyn, messaged me and said, I think you're at the same event as my sister. Is she there with you? And I was like, what do and you we mean? Said, yeah, she's that little waitress. Over oh, wait, no. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so it, we, it, we were in the adjacent parking lot to catch everybody back up to speed. And so it just talk about what a small world the car is. So thank you, Jocelyn, for I telling know. me to go talk to your sister. That was so random and amazing because you guys are awesome. So I'm really happy that she introduced me to you. She, we've, give, we've given her whiskey, so she has to say that. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <that's> fine. <laughs> So we're coaxing at her. And you have a pretty interesting background, though. Like, how you got into Drivers Club and how you became associated with them is kind of a cool story in itself. It is so random and across the board. Um, okay, so my background is in television. And I worked in TV and music videos and commercials for 12 years in L.A. And that's when I met my now boss, Doug Perry. Um, he was living in Los Angeles and moving up here and he was going to be, my mom was actually going to be decorating his house. So she called me and said, you know, my clients are down there. You have better resources. Can you work with them to just start to source things? And then I'll have a head start when they move up here. So your mother used you as cheap labor. <laughs> Basically. We yeah. worked together a lot. I raised you. Now go help mom. Get to Got it. it. Yes. <laughs> Um, but you know, the Perry's are just an amazing family. So we stayed in touch over the years. That was like nine years ago. So, um, but I stayed in television and then was visiting my mother up here and met my now husband and that was in a bar. <laughs> well, he's, well, let's to be clear here. Your husband's pretty big in the bar industry. He's not just some guy in a bar. 
Oh, yes, definitely. He um, So he owned the bar, and it's called Liberty, and it's on Capitol Hill. And he is definitely, he, he's very into it, let's just say. <laughs> he helped uh, found the Washington State Bartenders Guild and the Distillers Guild, and right now he's um, a judge for tasting all of the best whiskeys in the world and determining who wins. Yeah, I know. Dan and I both look at each other going, maybe we need to go into that <laughs> No, right? Like, so we should start a whiskey podcast. Or yeah, I mean, yeah. You just send us your whiskey and we'll drink it on the podcast. We enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever one we taste last will be the best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one's empty. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I, I basically married into the bar industry and uh, was in it for about six years until two weeks before I got this job and we had sold it to our employees. So, and then overlapping that, we had a daughter who's now four and a half well four and three quarters if you ask her (laughs) and um and so that inspired me to start this app that kind of helps parents find all the kid-friendly places to go and so I was just in finally launching my beta test in the Seattle area when Doug reached out to me for this job and I was not looking at all at the time (laughs) I was like Doug you're amazing I'm gonna help you find someone because I know a lot of people and just in searching, um, he's like, let me tell you more about it. And that's when we met. And now I realized that was my interview <laughs> where at the end I was like, it sounds like you need me. It's like, <laughs> I'm glad he yeah. could convince you that you needed to be you. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've been looking, I had sent the job to a half a dozen people and, um, you know, it just, it's a very strange set of skills that, you know, and I, the one thing that I was apologizing for in the beginning was the fact that I'm not a car person. At least I wasn't a car person at the time. Welcome to the world. I know. It's amazing. Um, I think he kind of, he said, oh, that's fine. Um, you know, I think he knew what I was in for. So. And you've done pretty well. I, you had a pretty good week. Oh my gosh. Well, yes. The, just this last week alone has been amazing. I'm just coming back from LA last night and uh, I went down. Our company car was sent down for the Targa Trophy, Targa Trophy Tour. Um, are you familiar with this? Yes. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, your company car, quote unquote, is not like your average company car. <laughs> That's the nicest Kia Sorento you're ever going to see. I'm yeah. telling you right Track now. ready. That just happens to be in the body of a GT3 RS 2.0, I think. Yeah. Three, what is it? Yeah, it's, it's a GT3 RS. Well, yours at 16, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So she's, she's roughing it terribly in her company car. <laughs> well, it's definitely um, in warmer climates right now. It just... Uh, finished the Target Trophy Tour, which is a group of a specific kind of Porsche. What kind is it? 911. Just 911s? Okay. And so they started in LA. They drove to Palm Springs for the night, then went on to Scottsdale, and then to Vegas, where they ended. Sounds like terrible. a bad way to spend a week. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not even the biggest Porsche guy, but I mean, I think I, you could twist my arm and go, I, I'd do it for you. you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, you if know. I had to. Yeah, I mean, especially I this time to. of year. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, you know. my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. for anybody interested, go to targatrophy.com and check it out. Just the photos alone will make you go, maybe I should buy a 911. Yeah, they it's had a lot of fun. Second and third mortgages are easier to get these days. That's true. <laughs> really That's is, a good you know, sponsor for your show. Absolutely. Yeah. Kidneys don't go for what they used to, but it's a good down. And so, yes, um, I went down for the send-off of that. And then I met them in Palm Springs for our um, meeting that we had with um, this race car driver. Did I tell you about this guy? No. Um, His name's Alan Grant, and he is legendary. He And I'm a Mustang lover, so I... Basically, he's like Elvis to me in many ways. He was. She likes cars that go sideways and hit curbs. I get it. <laughs> or people. Or people. Yeah. Crowd control. Car, yeah. Crowd control. This guy, though, he was like the third employee of Carol Shelby, and he came on as a welder, but because they weren't hiring drivers at the time, and then he came in as the underdog, and he won Le Mans for Shelby eventually, and he has this collection that he showed us that. I mean, he's got the Lola MK6 GT prototype. Yeah. Um, you know what this yeah, is? Yeah, the Mark okay. 6 GT, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. It, it was amazing. And a whole bunch of other things, you know. <laughs> so, I'm so jealous. These, I love history. So these, just the stories you get from these guys are so yeah. unreal because racing in that era is not today. It is so just down to the, the nit and gritty. And Well, I mean, many of our listeners are, are highly educated car people, but if you don't know, Carol Shelby put together a team and went and beat Ferrari. I mean, flat out. They, they beat Ferrari. Yeah, that's <laughs> saying you know, a lot right there. Just, In any era, that says yeah. a lot. Oh, and this guy, his stories. I, I actually met him right after I met you guys at Barrett-Jackson. And I became friends with him quickly. <laughs> we hung out three days in a row out there. Um, and he just has the best stories. So I think Doug had a meeting with him and I just said, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need my moral support. Oh, totally. And... Gotcha. <laughs> and you got, you're doing the right thing. You got some seat time too. You actually got to really drive, not just like go for a little spin around the track. Like oh, you that got was to actually... the other reason for my trip, um, was for part of my job training <laughs> was being sent to the Porsche Experience Center in Los Angeles. So what'd you think of that? Like I have seen photos of that, <laughs> everything from watching Ellen DeGeneres do it to like people like Salamandran go in yeah. there and pick up their cars. And everybody says it's an incredible experience. Like, one, the building and seeing the cars and then being able to get on the track and run and run. You know, it was life changing for me. And I now see why Doug was pushing for me to go. And I still don't even have words, but I'm literally dreaming at night about drifting ever since because... It is the best feeling in the world. Oh, and the launch pad. Oh. <laughs> that, uh, oh, I, you know, I, it just goes against every instinct um, in me to go that fast towards a wall <laughs> <laughs> and not break. Um, you know, we were fighting. <laughs> I was like, I want to break. I want to break. And he's like, don't break. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> and then you get to the very end of this stretch and there's this like U-turn opportunity, if you will. But it's, um, you know, just the width of the Porsche and it's kind of at an angle and he's like, dive in. I'm like, no, I'm not diving in. He yanks my wheel and I dive in. And you just kind of shoot out the other side. Um, it's like a pinball machine almost. It's crazy. What were you driving? GT3 RS. Was it like the, the, the company car? No, or, or, a different oh, one. Well, that's the best part about the Porsche experience is you're beating the crap out of Porsche's cars. The, yeah, they yeah. don't let you bring your own cars in. I know. Well, I'm realizing I've only... You your own car to, at a wall. I mean, so you got to So you got to rough true. it in a factory Porsche GT3 RS. That just sounds terrible. Point two. Oh, yeah. The so new the, one. the latest, the greatest, man. I'm, I'm jealous of your job entirely already. And I love my job, but man, am I jealous of your job. It really <laughs> is the coolest job ever. I cannot believe I have it still. It's, I don't take it for granted. I will say that. No, I, I, I can see from the smile on your face. It's the, some of the best part of these stories is seeing the emotion these kind of experiences bring to people. I love seeing it in people and that kind of stir their soul in a way they haven't felt before. Well, I mean, it's fun to see her face because like she said, she's, she's, she wasn't a car girl and she wasn't, you know, her guy or whatever you associate <laughs> identify with. As. Identify as, you know, <laughs> car goat, whatever, <laughs> you know, so. She's I a mean, GTO? GTO, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's fun to see that and the fact that you're, you know, being, you know, baptized into the car world with some of the nicest holy water out there. <laughs> Basically. And, uh, you know, it's like... Well, you know, I actually... Well said. I yeah. saw what was happening and my husband, you know, the bar guy, is sitting on the sidelines as I'm like going to all these amazing places. And so I said, honey, I, th I don't know how much this costs, but I think you should do this too. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> so, You're a hell of a salesman. Saleswoman, so sales goat, whatever. <laughs> and so he drove uh, with a different coach, but um, a GT3 RS.2. Was your coach too rattled to drive with him? Oh, no, we were simultaneous, which was actually amazing. Oh, that's adorable. Because, you know, there's this circular... A skid pad, yeah. Is it a skid pad? That's what it called? Okay, yeah. well, there's like two types of things. One's like a J-curve. Okay. And that's an ice simulator. And then another is, I guess, the skid pad. And we were drifting next to each other on the same skid pad. It was like 
the coolest thing ever. I, I want her life. I mean, I got to even go drifting with her husband, but I want her life. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, you know. I'm like, this sounds so romantic. Exactly. <laughs> she says it. I'm seeing two Porsches going in circles with hands out the window, like just touching fingertip to fingertip. <laughs> and then this endless love playing in the background. <laughs> oh, man. It's a Porsche commercial waiting to happen. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, you know, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk more about Drivers Club and get to know Amanda a little more. Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars, get your first session free. All right, we're back with our guest, Amanda, from Drivers Club. And uh, tell us more about Drivers Club itself and how it got started. I mean, great story about how you got into it, but what is Drivers Club versus the shop or other just storage facilities that are here? So Drivers Club is my boss, Doug Perry, had a problem that he needed to solve, which was, you know, where to keep his cars. And not only that, it was how to maintain all of them. He has a job. He he works at, with his family company, Shotgun Creek Investments. So he doesn't have time to shuffle the cars around half a day, have them serviced to have one drive day. So this is his dream coming to life. And um, so it's been really great just talking to him about what else can we do to make your life easier and people like you. And so if you keep your car at Drivers Club, you have an app that I'm overseeing the development of right now. Because your first app went so far. No. Oh, no. It's still I going. This is why you get kicked, Nick. I know. That's why I get kicked. Actually, she, actually, was, she was stolen away from her app. I agree. No, I, I, I joke because I loved, I loved her first app. I think it's a wonderful thing, the fact that, you know, it tells parents where they can go with their children and not annoy people. Like, I love that. You're welcome. I know. No, exactly. It's, it's a, I know, I, that's why it's funny because well, I think it's a fabulous idea. Let's just drop it here. What is your app? Yeah. Your, your app that not Drivers Club, but the one before that. It, oh, it's called Baby Riffic. And, um, yeah, I think at first it was to help find like kid friendly happy hours <laughs> and then, you know, ones that have play areas or parking. So you can keep track of all of the kid friendly places to go and activities. Which I still think is a great idea because there's really nothing else like it. Well, you know, um, it looks like that company is going to be folded into another company that's coming up right now. And I'm like, oh, perfect. You could just take mine. So and, and the bottom line is I'm just so focused on Drivers Club. I cannot even think about another startup now. So No, but it was a fabulous idea. I didn't, like, no, no shots fired that weren't uh, well Anyway, so yeah. the app for Drivers Club, yes. you are able to go on and say, okay, let's say you have three cars there. You're able to select the car and um, in your case, the Triumph probably. And then you would say, I want to send it to authentic Motor cars, okay. Yes, Got okay. It. And then you'll select a date and then put any notes that you have and then it will send that information to their appointment maker and confirm or deny or... Oh, it edit. sends it to authentic motor cars so yes. that it sets up the date. Oh, okay. But then, in you know, you are not going to have to be there. If it is confirmed, you aren't going to have to be at Drivers Club for the car pass-off. We'll oversee that. Oh, so either uh, so Authentic Motor Cars comes and then gets the car. Okay. And then takes their facility services and then brings it back. Now, in, in the app, too, is, is it one of these things where if I, I go onto the app and I, and I select my Triumph, and then by the time I'm there, you've pulled it out of its parking spot? Or do I have access to that and all that? No. Well, okay. So here's where we're a little different from Scottsdale, I should say that the company I work for, um, they have a very strong legal background. <laughs> so Probably wise when you're dealing with this level of car. Yeah. And we technically are never going to touch your car, but we are allowing the communication and the appointment making and the access to your car with people you've approved. And you're storing it. Exactly. Yeah. So in it, a state-of-the-art facility, probably the safest place you could possibly keep your how car. How much space does each car get? Because I know that's that's been a problem in 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 car storage around the nation. It's people they go, oh, I'm paying this much, and my car is shoved in the back under, you know, or under sitting under a car that's leaking on it, kind of thing. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, leaking is not allowed. Well, yes. Um, I'm just... But 
uh, the spots are 10 by 20, so it's pretty big. Nice. And then you have 24-7 access to it. So then, what was the other thing? How big is it? What was your other question? So I was asking, like, you know, as far as availability. Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, once we have the membership program set in place, it's evolving as we speak. I'm totally open to more input, <laughs> seeking input. But once that's in place and we start onboarding members, then... The number order that you have been selected is the number that you are able to choose which parking spot you want. Oh, okay. So first come, first serve, but or yes. priority by based on the joining date. Yes. Got it. Um, however, I think what we're going to do is have different sections. Like we might have an Italian section or a classic section. Um, I, I, was looking, I was looking at some of the mocks on, on your website today. Like I said, I've, I've spent a lot of time on that website drooling over it. It's coming. A new one's coming soon. That's well, it, and it's, it's gorgeous. And I, and I think I just, you know, even though I'd love to be a member of the, the fact that the Triumph leaks more oil than gas, I don't know if I'll ever get in there. So, uh, yeah, it exactly. leaks both sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things like where I pull up to the gas station and I check the gas and fill the oil. So um, I don't know if I'll be accepted as a member on that car quite yet. Uh, <laughs> could you put it in the air? Because oil drips. Um, <laughs> But I was looking at some of the way you guys are talking about the parking spaces and things like that and, and the room that people will have to be able to get in and around in their car. Like I said, so I mean, I've been to a lot of car storage places everywhere from around the country, from Chicago and New York. And it's like you go in there and it's like every car is in neutral because if they're not, you're not going to get it out of there because you can't get in the car. It gives me a panic attack when I see that. I just, you know, these cars are so valuable. And to see them just that yeah. close to another car. Oh. God, you're no. learning fast. I mean, you really are. For somebody gonna... You're learning so fast. <laughs> yes. We'll take care of your car. Yeah. And you guys also, you have a partnership with Metropolitan, right? Or is that a partnership? I'm not going to say partnership, yes, because we are Switzerland and we associate right. and we welcome and service all providers. But um, we are really lucky to have Metropolitan Auto Detail moving in directly next door to us in what will be the most beautiful immaculate detail shop in existence, I think. Yeah, and we're friends with John. John, oh, Clevin, okay. John Clevin is the owner of Metropolitan Detail. I've known John for a long time uh, on a professional level and on a friendly level. And I, yeah, they are one of the best on the east side. Like it, the, they, they touch the highest of the highest end cars over here and consistently do amazing work. And the wraps that they'd S-Tech now. Yeah. Is... Steck Dino Shield. Uh, they do a fabulous job. Um, But like just... On one point, what is the website that people go to? Because like, I, I went to it today, but I want to <laughs> make sure. It's very confusing for no, some people. Yeah. Uh, so it's drivers.club. There's right. no calm. Um, you know, it's just drivers.club. Actually, I, I think that's kind of neat. I, th I think it's, I mean, because it, 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 sets you diff it sets you apart from everything else that might be. That's certainly easy to remember. I yeah. was trying to find it, then I was like, wait a minute, is that really it? Is that? It's. <laughs> It takes a minute to figure out, I think, because now a lot of the domains, it's .com is so last week. So, you know, there's .style, there's so .... So yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God, Becky. It's I can't true. believe they have a .com. <laughs> yeah, so we No, the we've website saved is absolutely incredible. Like I said, I was going through it, and I was looking at some of the drawings, and, like, the way it's going to look from the street and things like that is just incredible well if you go by now i mean the walls are finally being erected and that's where it's finally starting to sink in how massive this place is it's fifty thousand square feet um and then oh i should tell you about studio two which is um, directly next door connected to metropolitan detail and there are two car stackers that will keep another 48 cars so and this if, is part of you Yes. Okay. So if you don't want your car to be looked at or breathed near, you could put it in one of the stackers. And that one's also a month-to-month -month, month -month option. So Nice. So you can have very secure storage, <laughs> unlike other places where we see them all out for everybody, kind of, which is kind of cool as a spectator. But I understand owners not wanting that totally. Well, we do want to create a showroom environment, right. and it's for people that you might have a dozen cars already and a facility to keep them. But here you might want to bring one of your cars in to share with like-minded people who can appreciate it for what it is. But um, if you touch a car, if you touch a car, you are not allowed in again. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah. 
Security is a big deal when it comes to cars. Like, like Why do you these. keep looking at me when you say that? <laughs> I'm watching you, Nick gets kind of handsy. Yeah. <laughs> you eat one German kraut dog next to a Porsche, and everybody gets worried. <laughs> um, speaking of, of, of us normal people here on Earth, um, <laughs> are there going to be uh, are there going to be events and things like that that you guys are going to hell that people that aren't members that could come in and see the event or see the place, things like that? Or well, yes and no. Um, so all of our events are for the most part members only, but you don't have to store a car with us to have a social membership. So we have not set any of the pricing yet, but that's going to be my next question. You're in. Yeah. I know some people. Oh, you, you know a guy? Yeah. 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 I know a girl. You're out. Not <laughs> <laughs> the first time you've told me that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we've seen drivers, drivers club show up to exotics. Always cool to see their GT three RS. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of drivers club in the future. We were actually laughing about that because the first time they showed up, like, and it, it's the area we live in because you know, where exotics is, you know, you've got Forza Motorsports is right there and drivers club came in and in my mind, and I'm not even a big video game. I thought, Oh, drivers club, it, that car's wrapped. It must be a new video game that somebody's coming out with around here. You know, it can't be. And Dan's like, no, 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 no. That's that, you don't know about it yet, but this is, and they came up and talked to us and it was, I was like, Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> like in real life. Oh, it, it's a real IRL. life thing. Yeah, exactly. You mean, you mean I can't play with this car in my underwear at my house never mind well it's <laughs> finally out. starting to seem real now that the walls are coming up before it was just you know renderings on a website so yeah and you've been a big part of that process and the fact that you've been in there doing it all like no i mean well no but i'm saying like we, you know we sat down and had drinks uh, a week ago and you were talking about what you've been doing as far as with the construction and everything. i mean you're doing it all which is awesome well i get to be a part of all of it um i will say the construction um synergy construction shout out they have an amazing team of everyone who's overseeing every element and so for me it's a privilege uh, with a design background to be able to be a part of this where I'm able to see a structure on this level um, from beginning to end and so but yes I mean I am basically driver's club and the membership the technology the structure <laughs> the relationships you're a good face for driver's club don't worry <laughs> yeah. you know there's a funny story uh, speaking of your design work, and I'm going to rewind a little bit back because there's a story you told me, which I'm still really happy I got to hear, about you stealing somebody's car in oh! California, which is a great story. <laughs> yes, she's a car thief in the best way. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, um, okay. I worked with MTV, and we would do these promos for shows, mm -hmm. and it was for Punked. And, uh, Never heard of it. <laughs> Well, this is this guy, Ashton Kutcher. He was married to Demi Moore. Anyway, so... Never heard of her. <laughs> is um, Ashton Chick? I've never heard of her. <laughs> so they... Um, we were, I was designing this, um, what was a chop shop for our scene. And in the script, Ashton rolls in with his vehicle and jumps out and starts talking to someone. But... Um, so he brought his actual car, which I shouldn't even say car. It's like a semi-truck cab with a pickup truck back. But if you flip a switch, it rolls over and turns into a dump truck. And then it's like operating on vegetable oil. And I mean, it's like a serious so it's a, thing. It's though. A I think I know what you're talking about. You've I'm not sure the name. It's, a, it's a biodiesel truck with but it, stacks but it's, with it's, a dump bed but it's an international it's like one of those they've been on gold rush and stuff like that yeah. i've seen them but um and basically yeah i mean i know what you're talking about i have never seen like this i think it's yeah. um what's it iron sides from transformers yeah yeah the, yeah, the kodiak or whatever it is yeah. international built yeah so so the assistant walks in and she's got the keys and she's like who do i give these to and i was like me <laughs> and i just oh ashton's assistant okay yeah yes. got it okay <laughs> So I jump in the car and I'm thinking in my head, I'm justifying this because we need it out of off the set right now anyways. So I'm just moving you mean it out of the way. You you're coming any excuse you can to drive it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, let's tell the truth here. And I was like the head of all people on set at that time. So, and it's my department, it's set dressing. Yeah. And a prop, picture car. Hello, my department. So um, I took the <laughs> These keys. Are all the things that she was telling herself <laughs> in her head. So, as long as I don't announce that anybody else is here, I'm in charge. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I 
just back this puppy out and start driving down Sunset Boulevard. And I mean, people are running after this car and taking pictures and waving. And I'm waving like it's a fairy in the Rose Parade. And it's probably because they think you're Demi Moore driving your I husband's truck. That makes <laughs> yeah, sense. It okay. really does. Yeah. Uh, Is that G.I. Jane? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just Amanda. And so then... Um, I've had my joy ride and I'm rolling back onto set thinking my crew's probably done by now. I roll in and like this garage is super tight there with the smokestacks on the side of this truck. You only have like maybe six inches on either side. And so I was super careful, focused, and I'm not even halfway through and Ashton steps in front of the truck. Just, just confusion. And um, so he comes up to me. He's like, um, do you know how to drive this thing? And I was like, well, I do now. <laughs> he's like, well, what about like the air brakes? And I was like, oh, it's just like driving my Honda. <laughs> so, totally the same. Uh, no, not no, even close. Not Ironside from Transformers. No, this okay. is, I'm talking a seven, like a semi-truck cap. Okay. Oh, then I have no idea. I, I tried. This thing has smokestacks on the side. I mean, I'm no. going to find a photo of this thing and put it on the blog or when we post our podcast, because this is going to be, this is a great story. I love this kind of stuff. I mean, technically, yes. You could say I punked Ashton Kutcher. I love it. Nick is still. That looks more like. He's, no, I just he's investigating a, I just found thoroughly. a photo of it like that. Yeah. 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 Well, when you type in Ashton Kutcher's truck, it, it tends to come up. All right. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll make sure we put a photo, yeah. a photo up on the blog. Sorry. This is a great story. Didn't mean to delay the story, but I, I mean, you know, my inner car. His curiosity like, to took know. over. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, um, you were asking what the difference is between us and the shop. Yes. Please do clarify. And um, I feel like this community is so big, we really are able to serve a variety of people. And I am probably a person who is a good candidate to be a member of the shop. Um, I had a Mustang, a 66, my greatest regret in life is selling it, but I got to work on it myself. So the shop is an amazing community, I think, for people who do like to work on their own cars and you have your own lifts there and it's also got great food. We don't serve food. We don't do food. We just do one thing really well. And and so for the driver's club, I would say it's more of the person who doesn't want to work on their own car and they want everyone, they, they don't want to touch it at all. They yeah. just want... I was going to say, it's, it seems like it's catered to the not just the type of owner, but the type of car that you don't want to work on yourself. We're talking like the LaFerrari crowd, the 288 GTOs, exactly. the vintage Countaches. Where I'm nodding like I know hand. what these are, but yes, it <laughs> sounds... Need, the type of cars that need a special hand on them. You do know you're on a podcast. Nobody can see you nod your head, right? <laughs> I'm just... You don't have to admit those things. For all people know, you're over I'm here going, not... absolutely. And as I'm, I'm nodding my head like I'm anybody can see me. I'm just going to pretend like I know all these things yet i'm trying to learn mm-hmm. actively trying to learn but um no it's more of a white glove experience i think yeah that makes perfect sense actually no and it's not i mean the people in seattle white glove not rubber glove totally different experience. <laughs> <laughs> the people that live in seattle do not want to go to the east side and i think the people that live on the east side do not want to go to seattle so just don't mind us there's just the usual bellevue traffic anyway <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you were saying yeah <laughs> Was that a Honda or a motorcycle? I guess that could be both. That was Probably a, bad, a that was Honda a motorcycle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. People who live in Seattle don't want to go to the east side. People who live in the east side don't want to go to Seattle. Yeah, you're pretty much right. The type of driver you're, you're catering to really isn't, they don't want to go down to Soto. Uh, now there's anything wrong with uh, the shop. We like the shop just fine, but uh, you're, I believe you're right. I agree with you there. I know a lot of the East Side drivers are just like, nope, there's no way I'm taking my car down there. This and is that's unrelated. how I felt about Redmond until I got this job. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. guess what? I'm no, going to Redmond. <laughs> I get it. And, and Nick has given me so much crap because it's like, oh, somebody's like, oh, we're going to go out in Ballard. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Like, oh, that's you have like to pack a lunch and, for that. Yeah, that's like an hour and a half commute if there's no traffic. Seattle hurt him. We're not sure where or why. <laughs> we keep showing him a picture of Seattle and saying, point to where it hurts you. He won't tell us. <laughs> He, it's still a repressed memory. I like the photos of Seattle. I just there don't like go. going there. <laughs> Only because I can never park there. I'm a driver. This, this is oh, unrelated yeah. to the shop or driver's club. The roads are nicer in Bellevue. That's true. That is true. Just saying. <laughs> I just don't like traffic, which is yeah. terrible that I live here, but it's true. I avoid anywhere I can't drive because that's... like I have, I have said it once. I'll say it a million times. My joy in going anywhere is not getting there. Not arriving. It's this journey there. That's right. Me? You like driving. You are a, a very good candidate for us. I know. 
You should start a blog about that or, or, or do some. T- I could call it dancedrives.com. No, that's stupid. <laughs> dot com is so overrated. Dance.drives. Yeah. Dance.drives. Exactly. I'm just saying. Hello. I'm, yeah. I'm going to register that domain name before I publish this yes, exactly. just so somebody can't like spite me out of it. <laughs> Nobody hates you that No, much. but seriously, I think what you're doing is actually really something I'd like to offer to our members where you have thought through every detail and... That's uh, something I'm really hoping will take off for me on the side. Uh, I, I'm planning a driver right now with Chrissy from LeMay. Uh, oh, for, wonderful. For their drivers, they're doing a special kind of spring opener drive for a select few people. And I'm, one of the things I'm doing is I'm, I'm pre-driving it here in a few weeks. This won't be until May. Um, but I'm going to... I've planned it. I've planned out a route, but it it's not as simple as like, oh, I think we'll go here, we'll go on this road. It's like, no, I need to make sure there's no construction. I need to make sure we have pointed yes. out and scheduled photo opportunity spots. So if we're going to do a drive, this is where you want to park your car so you can get the best photo. Like people who are into that kind of stuff enjoy that kind of thing. And when we go to lunch, I want to make sure, oh, you register under this name and they have this table waiting for you. The parking is waiting for you. And we're not talking like guys with like, you know, just your average nice car. I'm talking like pre-war Duesenbergs and cords and things like that, Bugattis, where it's like they, this isn't the type of car where they just go park it in the average spot. And, you know, people can stick their noses up to that all you want. But when you have a seven or eight figure car, there are certain precautions you take that is literally driving a Picasso down the road in value. You have to be more careful than the average driver. That's not being paranoid or being arrogant or stuck up. That's just taking care of your investment. (laughs) Exactly. Investment. That's what we call cars. Yeah. In that case, yeah. These are, these are appreciating assets. I fully admit mine are not, but I have a lot, of good, a lot of fun with them. I think it's great though. And you know, what I am constantly trying to do is that in every aspect. I love it. And you know, thinking about where are you going to keep your tires? Where is your car going to be? And how it is completely taken care of. And so... For us, I think it's awesome if we were able to come up with a drive with you where I know someone has thought about every single detail. I mean, it takes a special type of person to even think of such a thing. But it's all about actually driving, not just having a car, but the love of driving. So I think that's spot on. Yeah, that's uh, Nick and I are also in the process of planning a private road trip. Really? Yeah, we're doing... Nick and Dan's drives was taken. It's a long story. Uh, uh, yeah, Nick and I are going to do a drive down to Monterey for Car Week. Uh, oh, cool. Because we do Concorso Italiano down there. And one of the things we're doing is a, an invite-only thing for our friends. It's, it's not an invite-only event. It's just we're taking on our, our friends and people we know. We're all. taking people we can tolerate for four days on the road. Let's be honest. Yeah, and I think... That's I, an intimate experience, isn't it? Oh, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think it was. Because you're mean, in your separate cars. When we, when, we, when we first started to do it, but it really has become an intimate event in the fact that... You know, like Dan was talking about the drive with LeMay and and doing stuff like that. But you plan out your spots. You plan out lunches. And, I mean, sometimes we do the, we'll we'll figure, we'll find a place. And we always seem to find some interesting place. Actually, on their way down this year, we ended up at this really interesting restaurant with all these sea lions. And I forgot what what town it was. We were in. Somewhere in Oregon, I think. We were in Oregon. Oh, cool. And you you find these little eclectic places where you can plan everything out. But we're going to go inland this time. But it. You have to have people that, one, get your sense of humor, understand you, and can spend that much time with you. Because even though you're not in the same car, you're on the radio, you're doing, I mean, you have to be able to go, hey, Dan, you know, when you pulled in front of me and and did that move, that was really stupid, don't do that again. And Dan go, oh, yeah, I got it. (laughs) It's probably in reverse where I did something stupid to Dan. But it's... I'm making the point. You got to have those people that, that have a thick skin and, and can't. It's you know, there's some people you go, you cut me off. No, I didn't. Okay, fine, you didn't. You know, yeah. but you're Whatever. not invited next year, yeah, Mister. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is why we don't have nice things. Yeah. So we're gonna go. I think um, Walla Walla, and then Bend, Oregon, Crater Lake, and then Tahoe, and then over to the coast because there's so many great roads in Northern California outside of Redding and Shasta that lead to the coast that will go through a set of tires if you're driving hard enough. That's where Dan and I met in the minimum security Walla Walla. Didn't you know that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we'll start. Well, no, this is sounding amazing. Start the trip with wine country. Then we'll go like just to show that short shot to Bend, which isn't short. It's probably six hours or so, but it's a great drive through the back roads of Eastern Oregon because everything Western Oregon sucks thanks to the Oregon DOT. But you get away from that and it is heaven. So as long as you stay with the people, it's fantastic. The last two years we've gone down, um, you know, we've cut over at Portland and gone down 101. And we stay in, in Coos Bay the first night because I've got clients there. And then we uh, we go down the coast and we stayed in Mendocino the second night and then down. Um, but 
I think we're gonna we're gonna take a little bit longer this time and just kind of take because as much as as much as we love driving, there are certain times like that that drive from from Coos Bay to Mendocino. It's fun because you come off 101 and there's there's this infamous road that many people know. Leggett. Leggett, and it's it's a sign that that shows the little curvy thing, and it's like. 15, 16 miles is what it says, and it, and you end up on the water, like in Min, in like coming into Mendocino, and but by the time you get there, you're kind of it's been such a long day, even coming from Coos down 101, because you've gone through some big towns and it's just it slows you down. You're kind of like you have to stop and kind of take yourself in, and there there are times that the first year we went, we had somebody that went with us, and and I don't blame her. Like we we got down off of that, and she was like, "Are we there yet?" It's like well, we're on a drive, and it, there was parts of my mind that I was going. You, you know yeah you, you, remember being a kid and you knew you were like 15 miles from something but that last 15 miles took forever well yeah. i you know i now understand why you take the long way home mm-hmm. um because it's not about getting from point a to point a. it's a journey yeah it's not it, the destination and that's the funny thing is like when i'm in well i guess none of my cars now but i used to have commuters in addition to my my sports cars i always had some super practical you needed car. more storage space for your other cars not even that. just storage space i, I just didn't i didn't <laughs> i wanted a car i didn't really i wouldn't say i don't care about but one i wasn't worried about or that like i used to drive like a little corolla when i worked in i lived in arlington and i worked in medina and so I was like, I just got to get there. It's just a terrible drive. I'm stuck in traffic. Give me automatic, slow. It doesn't matter. But but then you probably, after driving enough amazing cars, were like, no, this sucks. Yeah. You get, <laughs> driving it, should be enjoyable. You eventually get to a point where even when you're just commuting to work, you just want to smile, even when you're stuck in that. Like today, I drove the S4 to work. And I used to drive the Land Cruiser, which is fun because you just don't care about anything. Like, if I get rear-ended, that guy's dead. Watch but, out, world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... With the S4, it's like even just the little on-ramps or just idling in traffic. You're comfortable. It's got good music. It sounds good. Like, I that never gets old to me. You, you don't. I don't get used to that. Like, some people are like, I don't care. I just got to go to work. I'm like, no, I want to get as, the highlight of my day sometimes is getting in that car, even when it's in traffic. And that's a, I love that. So imagine doing that for eight to 10 hours where, I mean, I've done drives, uh, especially like through Utah and Idaho and uh, South Dakota and stuff where 10 hours later, I'm disappointed when I arrive at my destination because I have had so <laughs> much fun that day. That being said, Dan is also the guy that we got up the morning we had to come home and I was we were I was going to meet a friend and we were going to drive up the coast and take two days this last time coming back from Monterey and we which I'm glad I should have done what he did. He got in the car in Monterey in the morning and was in back in Seattle that night. Like he just totally and the, the gentleman and I, uh, Tom Nolt, went up, and we ended up getting caught. It was the it was the night before the solstice, and we were the off. eclipse. We were, oh, the eclipse! Sorry, oh, that, that too. Oh yeah. And it took us forever to get home, and I kept thinking, because I was looking at him, going, "You're not going to drive home one day." And I knew he could do it. I'm, it wasn't a matter. I'm, I know Dan could do it, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's fine." He did because he did it the year before too. <laughs> In my Z06. The Z06. The, but the year before, I stopped at Crater Lake. On the same day, I decided this time I met my family in Tacoma for dinner that day. I literally was like, well, if it's going to take me this long to Tacoma. So I left at about 5 a.m., I think, from Monterey. Drove yeah. to Tacoma at my parents for dinner and my brother and his family. And then my sister, too, actually. They were all in town. And then, we, then I went home. But, yeah, the year before, I drove to Crater Lake. I left at, like, 4 in the morning. I got there at Crater Lake at almost at sunset. And then I drove home from Crater Lake. I was like, I could stop. It's like, yeah, Crater Lake's only eight hours from home. I'll just keep going. Ironside. He's, I mean, the you man's know, incredible. I just When I was meeting Doug and our Scottsdale partner, Eli, mm-hmm. um, in Palm Springs, we were both leaving L.A. at the same time. And I was like, okay, I'll see you in like a couple hours or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, we're going to be like five hours <laughs> like they went around i think some lake out there i don't, I don't uh, know but they, well, they definitely drove home from, they drove home from la no they drove from la to palm springs oh, okay. but i yeah. mean oh. it took three hours longer well oh, granted sure. some people were pulled over <laughs> a few times yeah, too. it happens that happens funny um yeah there's a certain thing is that mammoth basin i can't remember off the top of my head but yeah there's north Eastern California, as you go around Yosemite and northwestern Nevada, that area, and because you got Lake Tahoe up there and everything, but there are so many amazing roads out there that just driving there is way better than the destination of being there. That was one crazy thing I on the Porsche experience. It did not occur to me until I was being told this that 
You don't break on turns. No, you break before the turn. No. You break going into the turn. No, not even. I mean, yes, oh, not maybe a, a little bit. you don't, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the rest of us do. You let the downforce do the work, yeah. and you yeah. use that to drift through the corner and carry that speed, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was fighting with him the whole time. Not everybody I'm at like, this table's been to that experience. I have to break. I have to break. You're not breaking. <laughs> okay. Don't you break, woman. It, oh it, there's, a, there's a whole disconnect where you're used to a car that breaks loose at like 0.75 Gs. Every instinct of you. My hands are sweating just thinking about it. I mean, it is scary, but yeah. pretty amazing. And then you see this like overpass where people are standing and watching. Um, <laughs> no pressure. I know. Yeah. No They're pressure just, but, I mean, it, the whole thing is just... And it, it was like a suede steering wheel. Yeah. And my fingers were so sweaty from just like <laughs> sheer Imprint panic. Yes. <laughs> it was like Alcantara is good, but soaking away the sweat. You're good. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, you guys. It was like planes, trains, and automobiles. You, you know where they're like, <laughs> the steering wheel is folded down. <laughs> One of the best scenes. There, yeah. <laughs> Between the trucks. Yeah. And I think yeah. my. Um, my instructor's fingers were probably clenched into the dash That's too. <laughs> actually, one of my favorite scenes in a movie when they're driving the wrong way and the other cu- the other people are like, "You're going the wrong way." How do they, they know what way we're go, going? How do they know where we're going? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we actually we ran this episode a little longer than I expected. Uh, I'll fit a commercial second commercial in here somewhere. Sorry, Benji. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was great to have you, and I'm looking forward to a follow up. We'll probably do another one of these after Drivers Club opens. You should have Doug on. He's I'd love definitely to. yeah got uh, a different perspective. It's it's something totally different uh, from what's here. It's really different than anything. I don't know if there's anything like driver's There's nothing to compare to. We have done so much market research and it just does not exist right now. I think it's going to be a wonderful resource for the car community around here. Everything from classic to exotics to, you know, to pre-war that I think it's going to give people an opportunity to, it's funny because around here you find so many people that, that want to live a minimal lifestyle but have nice things. And, and a lot of people around here, that's the biggest part that's hard to think you, is, is storing their stuff, be it a boat. I mean, I have a friend that's in the boat community and trying to find a boat slip these days, you're storing your boat in Canada practically right now. Yeah. Really? I mean, it's, oh, yeah, it's ridiculous because there's just not the space. And I think Drivers Club is going to give people uh, and Drivers Club and what do you call it, Lot 2? or a Studio 2. Studio 2 is going to give people a really good opportunity to have more cars that they want to enjoy and not have to pick, take up space in their garage. And you don't like have that. to hire a staff to manage them, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Getting all these things taken care of, that is a idea. problem. Wonderful, wonderful idea. Yeah. I, well, I wish I could take credit for it, but bo- my boss is a genius. You're right. He hired you. He's a genius. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, working in security, I've seen that, where they have that person who just takes care of their stuff. That's their full-time job, and this takes care of that in a way better way than one person can do who's kind of managing everything else. So. Well, remember, we need to talk to her about having the full staff uh, podcast on staff at all times. So, you know, we'll talk about that off. <laughs> off uh, you know, yeah. Yes. So, absolutely. Well, well, we really appreciate you coming. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda, for being Thank here. Thank you. It's been great to meet you and get to know you. Uh, we're looking forward to a good relationship ahead and seeing you at Exotics and talking to you guys more out on the street. Absolutely. Sort of. And when you see Amanda out and we'll post a photo up of her and her, her Ashton Kutcher's ride um, now that we have it because I've now been seeing finding photos. Um, definitely come up and say hi and she'd love to talk to you about Drivers Club and, and get you become a member. Well, uh, that's it for us in episode 16 and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.